Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, Damashek here. Make sure you check out the new episode of the Dave Damashek football program. Matt Harmon, Handsome Hank, and I are going through 1 through 16, the AFC, how every team in the conference is going to finish record-wise, which six teams are going to get those precious playoff seeds. We're breaking it down for you. Make sure you check it out on iTunes or NFL.com slash podcasts. Much obliged. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? It's James Cullen, the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. We welcome you in on this beautiful Friday. We've got a full house. Uh, the Korean quota has doubled. Deeker, Tara Deeker, what's up? Hi, I am Korean. I, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to introduce well, you properly. Yeah, uh, Deeker, what is Jack, your Jack role of all here? trades, master? I just know one. you kind of run stuff. I was going to say, place. yeah, I've known you for a year now, and I legit don't know what, <laughs> what, what, what you do. I mean, you, you humble, you humble brag about about talking to the talent a lot. Like, oh my god, that is that is untrue. Oh, I think that's um, very true. Well, like okay. James Coe, I brag right. about talking to James Coe. No, you do not. Me you too. Li- <laughs> literally never brought my name up. Oh, come on. Um, I have been here for about four years. Okay. I'm a production coordinator here. Uh, okay. I wear a lot of hats, so that's why you do see me All right, look, running around. And okay, that's, that's, that's very boring. Let's, okay. This, <laughs> yes. This is what we really want to know. <laughs> the, the people listening to this podcast want to know, why is Tara Dicker? In the house. Well, Matt, this is you and a Deeker story, so why don't you kind of take the lead here? Yeah, so uh, about, I guess, a, a month ago now, uh, maybe more, I came back from, from my exile in the wilderness. <laughs> so I true. Mean, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, yeah. And upon my return, I think we went out to lunch. Like We're walking this, out to lunch. Yeah, yeah, we're walking out to lunch, and uh, I hear this this thing that could only be described as a shriek. Uh, from from this from the street, and sure enough, it was Tara Deeker here, and uh, it was what we've now come to call the Deek Shriek. So let's just reenact it on the podcast here. Yeah, I mean, I was just uh, you know caught me by surprise. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let, let's let's set the table. Okay, we're gonna put up an imaginary door here. Okay, we're gonna open it, and Tara Deeker, you now see. 
It, it was That's and, pretty and much how it went. It was yep. exactly like that. And and the thing is, like, of course, this was a positive moment, but it was so jarring. The shriek. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. I haven't had I haven't had a woman shriek like that because of my presence in in years. Let's just let's just let's or just ever honest. or ever. To be honest. I mean, I, if my memory serves, the, all of your faces were just. I mean, lit. it was we were lit. shocked too. We didn't know what was. I didn't know if we were getting attacked. I yeah. didn't know if somebody needed help. Well, because I'm I didn't sure know it's, if it was may excitement. not. <laughs> <laughs> probably Should heard we call, it before you saw me coming. Yeah, right. we call nine one one or somebody. I was like, like, do we need to? Do we need to first respond to the scene? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's I happening? Mean, you're you're not so accustomed to hearing shriek that's in the streets. Yes. But no, you know? <laughs> shriek in the streets. The shriek in the streets. That's what it was. So, anyways, listeners, the reason why we have Deeker here is because we wanted to get this Deek shriek, but contextualize it for you because we are going to use it in season as like our private Wilhelm scream, which if you don't know is that iconic Star Wars scream where the stormtroopers fell off. Ah! So we're going to use the Deek shriek <laughs> anytime a player does us wrong. Yeah, like or... massively disappoints. So when inevitably one of us jokers on the podcast gives a great prediction about what a player is going to do and that totally doesn't happen. Right. You know, like when I when I come out in week one, I'm like, oh yeah, Tyler Lockett, ten catches, oh, 190 yeah. yards, and then Let's he catches two for 30. Then you hear the Deek Street. The Deek You're going to hear this voice. Oh, yeah. Your fans are. I don't know. Your so fans may revolt. It's it's, it's a jar. <laughs> it's supposed to be you know a very jarring like visceral <laughs> reaction. All right, good. Uh, so and and so you know do use it on Twitter hashtag Deek Shriek. And I mean this is kind of very you know it mirrors my life in general. Yes. Where okay. Something so positive is going to end up being and very negative. <laughs> Deek Shriek right. will be D E E K S H R I E K. Yeah, so use the hashtag. Yeah, we on have Twitter. to hashtag that, right? I before yes. E except after C. Yep, we got it. <laughs> right. There you go. That's so, all, all right, so you got a little grammar. You got the Deek Shriek yep. story. And now I guess we'll we'll say goodbye to yep. Deeker so she can go get breakfast. So right. We're yes. disrupting that. And I'm definitely going to participate in fantasy this year because okay, I'm very excited. Yeah. So, yeah. You so when your team. Uh, when your team sucks, you can use the. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna with, fully right. cannibalize with, it. With Deeker playing Perfect. fantasy too, it's a good reminder that you can sign up nfl.com/fantasy. You get go. your Nailed league it. going. Get yep. your friend in there. Look at that professional segue, yep. guys. Nice. Right. And as you prepare for your draft, nfl.com/draftkit. Everything you need. All right. Well, guys, right. thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Deeker. Four right. handsome gentlemen, and I'm uh, glad I could bring the Korean quota. Uh, it's 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 super high right now. You said four handsome gentlemen. You know, there's five of us. Oh, five. Yeah. Well, well, I'm right. behind the no. class. Behind I'm no, behind no, the there's class. there's four handsome gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll thanks, we'll guys. leave it up to you to figure out. <laughs> That's true. Hey. That's true. Bye, Deeker. All right, bye, bye. All guys. right, see you later. later. So now we what? have our own inside joke. What an podcast, absolutely right? stupid podcast we run here. <laughs> what an absolutely stupid podcast. We're very fortunate to be able to. Uh, this is great. Uh, we've got a big show uh, outside of the uh, the Detroit today. We're going to give an AFC East preview, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. We're going to uh, add some more folks into this uh, into the fan league. Uh, you know, we're at the point now in the fan league where people are getting antsy. I think. Oh, yeah. People are getting nervous. People are like, yeah. uh, yo, guys, I've tweeted at you like 10 times now. Right. Like, well, why am I not in the league yet? <laughs> I, I can't keep up. I'm getting nervous. I, I t- Over the weekend, I said to Alex, I was like, man, I'm starting to feel like bad for the people that aren't. Because I guess I don't know how that didn't dawn on me that we've gotten like, what, like 200 reviews? Oh, this my whole gosh. Thing? Yes. No, more. Like, like more than that. Almost like several hundred now. We've, thousands, we've gotten though. several hundred trillions of, of trillions. Yeah, we've gotten literally trillions. We've gotten of literally trillions. Right. We've gotten trillions of reviews. We've gotten so many tweets, and I don't know why this didn't dawn on 
on me earlier that I'm like, oh right, like we have like 40 spots to give. So away. look, yeah. you know, you know what's great though is I saw a couple guys on Twitter hitting me up like, if I don't get in the league, I'll start my own league. So nice. what I think is we could do like a Premier League system where oh. other fans start their own leagues. Wow, we having re- relegation and then we'll re- we'll relegate leagues. Yeah, minor we'll, leagues. Oh we'll relegate players. Nice. <laughs> you know what? That's really good for us to not be in the bottom. Right. For, uh, can you imagine if we got relegated? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, that would be sort of embarrassing, right? Oh my gosh, that would be bad. Poor. So, so we're gonna we're gonna welcome probably. I think we're gonna fill up the OG league and the beer league today, yep. right? Yes, correct. Yeah. And then Danger Zone might need another day because there's so many people. And oh it's my god! So dangerous. Well, it's a 16 team league. Yeah. Uh, and today I'm thinking about adding just one. Whoa. So that we have crazy suspense and over oh, the weekend. Wow. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. And I'll add maybe like four or five. Give people a chance to get more dangerous over the that's weekend. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's All right. That maybe what we do. So yes, yeah, so we're gonna do AFC East. We're gonna do fan league. But let's start with our top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news. Because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. And our top headlines, really mostly week two takeaways in the preseason here. Uh, we'll start in Green Bay. Alex, your thoughts on P90X? Uh, he's back. <laughs> he's back, man. If you if you want to not believe it or you're still feeling burned from last year, you got to get over yourself because Eddie Lacy's looking like the back we saw in 2013 and 2014. He's, he's running with good vision. He's running with confidence. He's showing good feet. He's plowing through arm tackles. He's still got that spin move. He's, I mean, I was looking at his ADP right now on NFL.com and Fantasy Football Calculator. He's going about the eighth pick in the second round. That's a great value. He could even climb up a little higher. But he's back, people. Just, you know, I know it hurts when when he hurt you so bad last year. (laughs) It probably still stings. Show us, show us but, on the roster where Eddie Lacy hurt you. But, <laughs> but he he's back. It's it's time to get back in on him, it's, and this this Packers offense is is going to be good to go. Uh, is it crazy to say that if you've got one of those turnaround picks, nine or ten or eleven or twelve, it's not crazy to take him at the top of the second round because you're not going to see him again? Absolutely not. Oh, show. Uh, I don't know if I'm in on the, on that. I'm just look. I'm just saying if you're high, I mean, if look. you're high on Eddie Lacy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you if don't you, worry about investing the pick, I'm just. I agree same. with you. I'm not going to do it. I got you. Yeah, I was the wide receiver prognosticator. I wouldn't do it either, but if somebody did it, I wouldn't be like, that's a bad pick. Exactly. Right. That's right. exactly right. If you yeah. want your sure. guy, you go get him. Sure. There you go. Because you got to reach at that turn. All right, let's go to Oakland. Derek Carr has looked, yeah, you know, it's the preseason. You know, I don't know if I'm totally worried, but. Had a couple of nice throws yesterday. He also had MG a couple of also threw a bad, <laughs> <had> a <laughs> pretty bad, bad pick there. I did have a couple of bad throws. MG, your thoughts on Derek Carr? Um, I mean, I think he's still a QB, too. I don't. I haven't seen anything that has changed my mind. I feel like he's a guy who will be. He might start knocking on the door of the top ten. I don't think he breaks into that group quite yet, but I could see him somewhere, you know, twelve to fifteen when it's all said and done. And like I said, everything I've seen from him so far this preseason has sort of confirmed what I believe. He's a good quarterback. He's not necessarily going to be a lights out guy week in and week out. But if you wait on quarterbacks, if you like to maybe stream quarterbacks. Derek Carr is a guy who can hold you in good stead this year. What did Derek Carr have last year? 29 touchdowns? Uh, I believe so. I think he had 30, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Either way, it was either 29 or low 30s or something like that. But, uh, again, if the defense has improved as much as we think they have – I and again, I, you know, I know they added DeAndre Washington, but you know, on the outside, they didn't add that much, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of ends up with 32, 31, yeah. 32. That, that's the same range. He had thirty-two last year. Thirty-two last yeah. year. So yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with thirty-two again. 
Yeah. Uh, which, again, it's it's hard to be a top-10 quarterback when you have those kind of numbers. So, Look, he's only in his third year, too. I agree. It takes, it takes a couple of years for these young guys to, to get a grip on Sure. You know their development and stuff. Like Russell Wilson is going into what his fifth or sixth year now, and he's just reaching his prime. So, I think Derek Carr has has a ways to go in terms of developing. In Detroit, Marvin Jones has absolutely impressed in camp. He's looked pretty good in these games. We go to the WR prognosticator, West Virginia's finest, the man with plenty of beard oil to be had at Harmon. Uh, plenty, Marvin Jones. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking about Marvin Jones for a few months now, and I mean, I think people are just finally beginning to catch up on this. But he's a guy that, when you look at what he did last year, he was a, he was a good player in Cincinnati, but they had to use him a lot as a situational deep threat because they had a stud number one receiver, they had a stud tight end, they didn't really need to count on him on a week to week basis, but. I mean, there's no question he's going to inherit a ton of volume in Detroit. You know, Calvin Johnson retired. He saw over 140 targets last year. He's going to have to take on a ton of the, that volume on the outside. And, and he runs routes and reception perception, the slant, the curl, the comeback. Those are all things that he's going to have to excel in the intermediate area because Golden Tate and Bolden are more short slot guys. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to see 120 targets. There's almost no way – that he's not going to be a wide receiver, too, in fantasy. And while his ADP is coming up, he's still a late seventh-round pick at wide receiver 36. Oh, he's I mean, going into the seventh round? Huge value. Yeah. I mean, he definitely Dude, is. Still like, a value there. I still think, like, I saw him go in the fifth round of, of an MFL 10 I'm doing today. I wouldn't so, probably – that's that's probably a little aggressive. But I'm at the so same upset. time, sixth to, to seventh round, I think, is, is a great price for, for Marvin Jones. He has real breakout potential. I may have to put a kibosh – on future Marvin Jones chats. Yeah. You got to keep the JDP <laughs> lower, man. No, we got to help our listeners. You're only worried about the March to 1100. Of course I'm worried about March to well, 1100. That, but his ADP won't affect his March to 1100. Well, look, I can't be I can't take, you know, unlike other folks, I cannot take obvious choices here. He's going to crush 1100 yards. I think look, he's going to get to 1100 easy. Uh but what I'm saying is when I originally made this call, this dude was going in the like 11th round. He's it's I still think you're fine. I, I, I don't I think you're fine. And, and I don't know how much more he's. Gonna I have been up. extolling the virtues of Marvin Jones this entire offseason. I, I feel I feel bad that Great, I, we get it. You're first. You're going to get eleven hundred yards. <laughs> it's not that I, I want to draft him. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Yeah, it's, it's making me upset. All right, let's move on. Uh, Cincinnati, Jeremy Hill. Uh, he's looking good. He does look good. I think he's a great value as like a guy to target if you're going wide receiver heavy early. He's his ADP is like mid to late fourth round right now. Uh, I think it was even lower. It's actually it's actually fifth still on uh, fantasy football calculator. Right, like it, early fifth. Yeah, it's creeping up though. People are starting to catch on, and I think he's one of those guys that people just aren't excited. Like the name on the roster doesn't look amazing. It's an unsexy, unsexy name, especially after last year after last when his year. yards per carry dropped from five point one as a rookie right. to three point six right. on so almost the same amount of carries. Right. So bad. But I've I've liked Jeremy Hill for a while this this off season, and people are starting to catch on. I think, and I think he's going to have a nice bounce back here. It's, well, it's been really good to see him run with more decisiveness than last year because last year he would get to the yeah. line of scrimmage and he would dance. He'd look like Bambi on skates. Right. But uh, so far in the preseason, he's been hitting that hole with authority and he's been showing that same kind of burst 
and power that made him such a terror to defenses down right. the stretch in his rookie year. His right. rookie year, he had so many great highlights. So many great highlights. So many explosive runs. And last year, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, he, he did not have a lot of uh, explosive runs. No. I mean, all his fantasy that. points came from touchdown. one yard away. Short from the touchdown. Well, see, I think my, my question with Jeremy Hill is he has looked good, but is he going to get enough opportunity – so that he's not touchdown dependent. Because last year he was all he was extremely touchdown dependent. Can he get enough carries? Can he get enough yards, say between the twenties, so that you don't have to worry about him getting in the end zone week in and week out? Because that's that's why I still lean a little bit toward Gio Bernard. I know that the touchdown upside isn't quite the same, but at least in his his ability to be dynamic to run and catch the ball, for me makes him a little safer. Is it fair to say that you think that uh Gio is a safer week to yeah. week proposition? Yes. But that perhaps Jeremy Hill has a, has higher, a high, ceiling. higher ceiling. Yep, for sure. Especially exactly. due to the, the touchdowns. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I just wrote about Gio Bernard for my zero running backs uh, running backs to target late in your drafts piece. Okay. NFL.com slash Harmon. That's a, that's a mouthful to say. Not a baby. Um, but he, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Gio has been a consistent producer. He's never been below a top 20 running back in PPR leagues. He had... Uh, I believe seven or more points in nine out of his 16 games last year in standard league. So he can give you that safe floor, but, but Hill's definitely chasing the ceiling. He saw 222 carries as a rookie, 223 last year. So, I mean, I, I agree with Marcus that it's, it's not even just so much about the opportunity. It's just, can he be more productive than he was as a sophomore? He was legit, very good as a rookie and legit, very bad as a sophomore. Yeah. All right. In Atlanta, Devonte Freeman far outplaying my boy, <laughs> Tevin Coleman. He looked good last night. Oh my gosh, he looks great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Um, do the Falcons know this? <laughs> I think I think they do because yeah. this is the second week now. The first week we saw them mix in Coleman a heavy amount, but Freeman still got the important touches. He got targeted in the red zone, he got carries in the red zone, and Coleman wasn't there. Once again, Freeman, their running styles are just in such stark contrast, it's like night and day. Yeah. Freeman has good vision, he has great feet, he has good balance. Coleman, if he can get his one one cut and get upfield with nobody around him, he's great. But there are too many runs that he has where he doesn't create for himself, whereas Freeman, like, on his touchdown, he read the, he read the line right. He made Justin Gilbert look like a fool. I yeah. mean, that's not very hard so far in this point in Gilbert's career. Mm. And then he took it to the house. So I think Freeman's proving to us through the preseason and the Falcons are in that workload split, split that Freeman is still going to be an RB1. His volume's going to come down a little bit, but he's going to be a great value in round two. I mean, I just I, I think, and I, I said this on, on NFL Fantasy Live, that – when you hear people kind of downplaying Devontae Freeman for fantasy, I don't think it's because people don't believe in his ability. I think it's because the Falcons just have not come out and said that this is the guy. I mean, they still keep talking about Tevin Coleman. Yep. And that uncertainty is what is frightening a lot of people. All right. So <clears throat> can I just say this? I'm going to admit this finally. Oh, boy. I'm Sorry. off. I'm off the Tevin Coleman train. Uh oh, no. I am. Wow. I'm off the Tevin Coleman train. I like him. I, I really like him as a player, and I, and I still like him in this offense. But man, but man, oh man. De I mean, Devontae Freeman's the truth, man. Yeah, He's he great. just looks so good. I mean, he looks good. I, I think about his workload in the passing game as well. Uh, yeah. the, the team added a, 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 a very nice uh, offensive lineman in Alex Mack in the offseason. Um, this team, man, I, they can run the ball. They're going to be able to run the ball. And, uh, and Devontae Freeman, for me, ha has just looked good, and plus they're going to keep him in on those passing down situations. I I'm sorry, man. TC, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, we've been talking about this. <laughs> I'm off. The, every time we bring up Freeman on this podcast, I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. We, we've said that even if Tevin Coleman mixes in inside the or between the 20s, it's Freeman's 
pass-catching prowess, which is unquestionable, and his ability in the red zone where 10 of his 10 to- or 11 rushing touchdowns last year came within the 10-yard line that makes him just such a good floor play. Yep. And, I mean, it's impo- – like, Tevin Coleman's going in the ninth round right now. Fine, whatever, you want to take that. But, like, even if Freeman was to get hurt, he's not going to inherit that passing game role. He just he's not a he's not a good receiver out of the backfield, and that's just tough to count on week to week if Freeman's healthy. Like what you're basically banking on big plays, right? So there you go. Um, staying let, in Atlanta first. We'll stay in, in Atlanta. Uh, we'll talk about Muhammad Sanu. Round fifteen ADP. Uh, no. Good value, bad value, just about right. Great, sure, sure. great, Ma- value. amazing sure. value, amazing value. Yeah. Sure, I'm I wouldn't say here. Come on, yeah, no, not amazing value. Look, the thing is, I think. I think so just, be, just because it's free. Also new. he's free, though. Right, but we've seen him be productive before when he has to be – when he's in a bit role, He's he's that's more what he's comfortable doing for sure, and that's what he will be for Atlanta. And, you know, we saw that Leonard Hankerson was productive playing alongside Julio Jones last year back when Roddy White could actually play. He was productive. There is a role for him in that offense. And if Julio Jones was to get hurt, yeah, I mean, he's going to just inherit – a massive volume. I, so last so, year, ugh. let me just get that quick. Last year, Leonard Hankerson, Leonard Hankerson, okay. who is not on a team, who was not got on cut a team, by the Bills, he just I got think. cut by the Bills. Yeah. Was on pace after the first four weeks of the year for a top twenty-five wide receiver finish. Oh. Leonard Hankerson. Yeah. Okay, but can Leonard <laughs> Hankerson? I just need to get that across. Sanu is—he's not like a wide receiver one or anything. <clears throat> no, but he's a good role player. He's good after the catch. He's strong. He's going to be able to thrive in that complimentary role to Julio Jones. And for free, as Franchise said, in round 14 or 15, yeah. that's an amazing value for a wide receiver four or five that could turn in every week flex appeal for you. I got a question. Yeah. Who gets more targets as a pass catcher, Devonta Freeman or Muhammad Sanu? Uh, more targets? Yeah, targets. Uh, I will say Sanu. Right. Yeah. I would say Sanu. I okay. Agree. Okay. What? <laughs> I don't know. I just think I just think that's. Why? What? Do you have I just think a that's. Point there. Yeah, my point is I just think that's a good question to have because look, they got Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu's the number two, and is Devonta Freeman the the third option in the passing game? I would I would yes. I would yes, but the only point I wanted to make about Sanu was that first of all we know that he's not an explosive athlete, right? Right. So for me, uh, for me, I, you know, again, it, it's more of a, just a situation where uh, I think Justin Hardy is going to get some work. I think Aldrick Robinson. He's going to get some work as well. Okay. Uh, he's just – he's such a below-average athlete, I just can't buy in. All right. I mean – Sure. Look, you're talking round 15. It's a dart throw. Yeah. And if you feel comfortable with your dart landing on Mohamed Sanu, go for it. You might even get a touchdown pass out of him this year. That Who knows? Baby. There you go. Who knows? All right, there you go. Uh, in Chi-Town, Jeremy Langford, come on. Come with me. Who wants to get on? Who wants to come with me on the Jeremy Langford trade? No? Anybody? I guess. Come on. I guess. What's his ADP? What is his ADP? Somebody look this up for me. Well, so he is fifth uh, round. Hard to, fifth hard round. to think over that trend. Round five. Uh, but, you know, I never see him go there. That's the weird thing about that. Like, he's I, going later or earlier? I think like he goes later. I think yeah. he goes later, too. I mean, that, So, Fantasy Football Calculator has him in the fifth round. Yeah, 5.03. It's so weird. You know what, though? I think we do do a lot of expert right you know draft yeah. yeah where it has and Lankford has certainly been uh skewered been skewered looking at you Mike Clay skewered. Yep. yep thanks Mike Clay uh but no <laughs> he's look I thought he looked really good he did and yeah. he's he the Bears need him to be good um he 
uh, I saw an article this morning from I think the Chicago Tribune saying Langford's performance in that game last night was the most important thing for the Bears' offense because last week That's their, not true. their run game their run they need a run game it was abysmal last week I think he the averaged, most important thing for that team is that Alshon Jeffrey stays healthy well That's yeah but they need yeah. they need balance. And they I, oh, need, I agree. They, they need a run game, and the fact that he performed well is encouraging. Um, Adam Levitan of DraftKings tweeted yep. this this morning. The Bears' first-team offense has now run 39 snaps this preseason. Okay. Jeremy Langford has been in for 36 of them. Hello. Meaning they're looking like he's probably going to be a three-down guy to start. And all oh, this talk. I, I still don't think he's going to be a three-down guy. I, I, and, I, and, again, even, even me being the most optimistic Jeremy Langford guy in the room – I, I even I didn't think he was going to be a three down guy, but they're going to mix in other people. Uh, Kadeem carries like they're going to get Kadeem carry near the goal line at some point. Jaquiz Rogers is going to Jaquiz Rogers is going to catch passes. Can right? I, I mean, can I say that the the one thing I would take away is maybe a little bit of a concern is the fact that Langford got as much work as he did. Like if they were sold on him, he'd got his two carries and out. I mean, he got eight carries. He was in the game for I see quite a while. Saying. I see what this you're is, saying. This, it, to me, it feels like the. We're they want to sure. They want to see what they got. We want to yeah. see. We want to see exactly what you can do. So we're going to give you a little more. I mean, that's interesting. If this were the third preseason game and you see Jeremy Langford with eight to ten carries, you're like, okay. all right, dress rehearsal, got it. So yeah, that's that's going to be preseason week watch. two. It's kind of like, wait, we're still not okay. sure yet. That's so. I mean, but is there really any scenario where he doesn't see 220 touches? I think there's a lot of scenarios where he I doesn't see 220 I mean, touches. Yeah, yeah. But I think if like if he's not horrendous. I don't. I don't really see a scenario where he doesn't see that much. Two, yeah, I'd feel more comfortable saying two hundred, but I, I think you're right. He could probably push for that, especially if they're rolling him out this early and often with the first team offense. Yeah. So it's making me feel a little bit better. Right. You know, all those other guys lurk, and you're inevitably going to have Jeremy Langford weeks where you know Jordan Howard and Kadeem Carey. And see, I don't know if Jordan Howard's even in the picture. I, no, it's going to be something stupid. Like he has a one carry for one sure. yard touchdown kind of thing. But uh, yeah. I agree. I, I think there's going to be weeks where you just get so frustrated. It but, all yeah. it all makes like the really the the big thing with Langford is is he going to be the pass catching back? Which you know you mentioned to Quiz Rogers. That's certainly a, something to keep in mind. Like. Langford saw 40 targets as a rookie. He dropped eight passes, had a below 60% catch rate for a running back. That's pretty terrible. But he was also, like, used as a downfield target. His 4.9 average depth of target for pro football focus led running backs that saw 25% of the team snaps. Mm-hmm. He had a twelve over 12 yards per reception. I mean, so if that's dialed that's back. Good. Yeah, like, that's oh. maybe that's why he dropped so many passes, had a low catch rate, because he was the most targeted downfield running back in the NFL last year. If they dial that back to be more of a short to intermediate, thing that could be a situation where he catches yards per i know that's insane we we know that's what i'm that's why i've been kind of like okay with langford in the sixth to eighth round range is because even if he's not that good who cares we know he does have big game potential absolutely 100 percent. all right let's go to new england Legarrette blunt uh what do we make of his performances his role in the offense look new england has made it clear they're they're almost assuredly not going to play Deion lewis uh in the preseason they're going to try to get him ready for week one. Keep in mind, he's coming off uh, of that ACL that he suffered, what, six weeks into the season? Yeah, uh, roughly. Seven or eight weeks. Yeah, think. okay. Yeah. So, week nine. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so, you know, we're going to see some LeGarrette Blount. I don't even know who, what are the backs? Oh, James White. James White, Brandon Donald Holden. Brown. Donald Brown. Oh, boy. Wow. Drug up Donald Brown from somewhere. Yeah, no, when Lewis gets back, it's probably it's going to be a Blunt lewis split. Yeah. yeah. 
You and I think, think so. Jeff yeah. thinks so. Jeff Howe from the uh, Boston Herald, who covers the Patriots, has pretty much kind of been the one insisting that they want to take it slow with Deion Lewis because they think he is so important to the offense. Like, they they trust him implicitly. They don't need him. So that's good for Deion Lewis. If you're Lewis, a Patriots fan, you need to follow him, by the way. Jeff Howe is, is great. Yeah, absolutely. Very good beat writer for, for the Boston Herald, uh, covering a team that's tough to cover. Um, you know, LeGarrette Blunt was one of the guys I also had in that zero running back piece yesterday because he goes in the ninth round. And while he's frustrating from a week-to-week perspective, he's not a guy that you can roll out there every week, we kind of know when he's going to be good. It's when the Patriots are heavily favored against a team that you think they're going to smack around. Uh, this comes from Graham Barfield in games that, uh, that the Patriots were heavy favorites, that Tom Brady was playing. Uh, those games, it, Blunt averages 11.5 PPR points per game. The games that don't qualify for that, where the Patriots are kind of in more shootout games, He's a five-point guy. So you know that he's going to be a touchdown threat. He's scored 16 touchdowns since his time with the Patriots the last several years. How interesting. He's a guy that you can kind of predict when you can use LeGarrette Blunt. There are certainly weeks you want to be completely hands-off, but for a ninth-round price at, at a guy that's going to be a touchdown threat, I'm totally in on that. Hey, there you go. Trying to predict the Patriots' game plan week to week. Hmm. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like LeGarrette Blunt as like a flex play in that total matchup thing. Like you said, you get him late. And what they, a great stat that is. Yeah, exactly. It no. comes from Graham Barfield. Who's uh, a great who, follow on yeah. Twitter. I'm uh, going to retweet that right now. Adam, you, baby, there you go. Boom. Hey, let's go to Seattle. We're going to go to the Fantasy Fox Mulder on this one. That's what's up. Whoa. The truth is out there, apparently. I found it. <laughs> Chris I found Michael. it a couple weeks ago. You wanted to Chris believe. Chris Michael, man. And now you believe. And like, good. oh, man, last night all the tweets from all these people in the industry was just getting me so excited. And I, <laughs> I don't, don't want to freak out too much here. Okay. It still is only preseason. Yeah. But I tweeted out, like, it looks like Seattle's grooming him to be the week one starter based on the fact that Rawls is still on the sidelines. Maybe he gets a work in that last preseason game. Probably not, But they're though. not going to roll him out there week one and be like, hey, Rawls, carry it for us 25 times. Right. C-Mike is going to be the guy. And another point that I saw, I forget where I saw this, but C-Mike, I mean, he caught one pass last night, but C.J. Prosai still hasn't gotten any reps. He's supposed to be the pass-catching guy. Rawls isn't a great pass-catcher. So maybe they're trying to improve C-Mike's pass-catching skills to be that guy if ProSize can't get out there. and if By the way, maybe that doesn't even matter because their offense doesn't really throw to the running back It a hasn't lot a ton. Anyway. Also true. But also they've, true. they've split C-Mike out a couple times in the preseason. Yep, yep they, did. So they have. They it's have. interesting. They, they look to, it looks like they're finding various ways to get him on the field since the awakening happened last year. <laughs> People are, like, <laughs> trademarking the awakening. Because Chris Wesseling was on, like on Twitter. Was oh, great. Yeah, great. yeah and Bill Barnwell from made this point that, you know, regarding this whole awakening thing, yeah. he made made the point that Marshawn Lynch had a pretty similar experience when he came from Buffalo to Seattle. I mean, people were absolutely writing off Marshawn Lynch. Like, oh, basically, God, yeah. basically put him in the grave. Yeah. And then we yeah. know what happened after that. Right. No, that's very true. Every party needs a pooper. That's why you invited me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, Fantasy skeptic. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> We've seen great things out of Kristen Michael. Y'all like like Thomas Rawls is just going away. Like, we're I'm not, not. going to have a committee. Like, like not. we're not. We were. We were. We we had it all, guys. We had it all. <laughs> Fantasy we therapy. Had, we had we had a running back who potentially could have been a third, yep. a three down back. Yep. No, I realize this. Now we have a committee. committee. Yep. We potentially could have, <laughs> we could potentially have three guys if CJ Prosize gets healthy and becomes half the guy they think he could be. We could have three running backs in Seattle. 
Why are we celebrating this? I'm not. Why I'm are not we celebrating. celebrating you? I'm not celebrating it. I'm telling people to be cautious drafting Rawls in the third round because that's where he's going right there, now. There's ticker tape parades on Twitter whenever every time <laughs> C Mike runs for more than five yards. Yeah, it's awesome. This is not something we should be happy about. You are so uh, selfish. Bro. Rude. Yes. Rude. You are so yes. selfish. Sad. Yes. It's sad. It's sad. <laughs> I Typical hope, Marcus Gray. I, I Many hope, people say we should be look, happy when a running back reinvigorates his career. But Marcus Grant when you just poo-poos the committee. When you sad. have two running sad. backs, hey. you really have none. And when you have three, I don't even know what to tell you. I hope you have a mediocre weekend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this wow, just, just got personal. That's harsh. But in all reality, I mean, we've been, you know, it is definitely going to be a, a confusing situation because you can't put the genie back in the bottle with no. the C-Mike thing. No. And, I, and I get it. You've been hurt before for sure. But, you know, the thing about things is, they change. <laughs> right. All right. Also, I will say this too real quickly about Thomas Rawls. It's not like we're acting like he's he's nowhere. No. Right. We know where he is. Yes. He's sitting on the bench right now. And if that Wearing ankle a polo. Does, if that ankle doesn't hold up because he's coming back from a serious injury that he actually then they revealed later had surgery on, C Mike is going to have a lot of value early in the season. Agree. Should have put him on the zero running backs piece I did yesterday, but Welp. whoops. There you go. I'm an idiot. All right, let's go. I don't want to step on franchise's brand. Either. It's yeah. cool. That is his brand though, for reals. Uh, let's go to Cleveland. The Browns' offense, uh, with RG three under a helm. Oh. I know it sounds crazy. Woo. They've been putting up some big plays. Oh my god! And they have like, been putting up some big plays. Yeah. We've seen Terrell Pryor make a couple of really nice long passes, or excuse me, catches, uh, on the end of some really nice throws from RG three. Right. Really. Well, that's what I want to say is because like it's it is preseason. Yes. It's preseason. However. The th- some of the throws RG3 is making are ones that we can't just toss out because, like, they're beautiful. Sam yeah. Bradford looked like a god last preseason, but that was because he's like, here, Darren Sproles, extended handoff. Like, here, Jordan Matthews, extended handoff. <laughs> RG3 is dropping some dimes out there. Like, his pass to Gary Barnage against the Falcons was beautiful. So nice. It was beautiful. It was a drop in the bucket. It was only where Barnage could get it, and he scored. And this offense, Matt and I were talking about this last night, ha- might have the most – Athletic receiving core one to three. I with agree. Corey Coleman, Gordon, and Terrell Pryor. There's some freak shows. Now there. that being said, don't go overdrafting Terrell Pryor because he roasted Desmond Trufant. He's still a converted, you know, quarterback to wide receiver. He's a freak athlete, but his production is going to be extremely spotty. However, this Browns offense is one that we might need to keep a close eye on as the early season unfolds, and you know, make adjustments off the waiver wire for other. Pieces. What what I would like to do. And we have the magic of this because, yeah. For, by the way, go magic? get NFL Game Pass if you haven't already because you can actually watch a lot of this stuff, which is great. They do have coaches film, especially in the regular season, which is fantastic. But You mean it's important to watch the games? It sort of is. Um, I think you should just look at the numbers. What I would like to do, what I would like to do is to actually so to sit down and actually kind of watch this because one of the things we knew about RG3 is, I mean, when it came to just reacting – there weren't a lot of guys better than him, especially that rookie year. The problem came when Washington started to ask him to do more, when they wanted him to read defenses, when he had to go beyond just his first look in the offense. That's when things started to break down. So I would, or if he had to look at game film, right? So practice hard. So, but he learned, he learned, he learned how to slide. So (laughs) that um, still looks weird sliding. So, but I I do, I do want to watch and just to see, you know, how much they're asking him to do right now, because he's looked great. I'm not going to deny that. What happens when defenses start to take some of this stuff away from him and he has to start going to second and third reads? The, the thing that I, I'm excited about with that 
is that Hugh Jackson is there. Right. And Hugh Jackson did a phenomenal job of constructing his the offenses in Cincinnati to work to Andy Dalton's strengths, who had a lot of, you know, who had some similar knocks against him coming out and they built that offense to make the allow Andy Dalton to thrive. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we haven't seen it yet. We don't know exactly what they're going to try out in the regular season, but I am, would be in pretty confident that Hugh Jackson is going to find a way to make this offense work around RG3. Man. I don't I don't disagree, but you know, I think the offensive line is so bad. Um, and I, I, I've got some very serious concerns there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, look, it, it's great in the preseason. There's no question, but I, I'm still not sold on the Browns offense in general because, again, when the regular season rolls around and, and they're starting to look at blitz pickups and, and more exotic defenses, uh, this offense is going to not be okay. as good. That's why it's they're going to be worth watching that first yeah. month yeah. or so of the season. I mean, it's a, it's a situation, I think, where there's going to be some sporadic production. You know, like you said, they're not going to necessarily be an efficient offense, but no. they're going to put up numbers, and that's what we're about know. here. Still, I still don't know about that. Like I said, their offensive line is so bad. Right, well, but their in, defense if, is even worse. If if they're if they're that's de- true, their defense is that's bad. Interesting. They're they're gonna be trailing a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I think we're into Garbo the, time. We're into the passing game. The one guy that I think that's is a good point, man. that I is you it. know quietly not being taken into account here, like in a, in a negative way, is Duke Johnson. I was talking about this with Alex last night. He's still a sixth-round pick in standard leagues yeah. on, on Fantasy Football Calculator and even higher in PPR. I'm not touching him at all at that price because the biggest thing that we liked about Duke Johnson was his pass-catching prowess. But if Josh Gordon's there, yeah. if Corey mm. Coleman is starting, if Terrell Pryor's playing a big role and, and Barnkowski, yeah. uh, you know, that that's not going to be yeah. – it's not like locked and loaded he's going to no. – do better. Yeah, right. He had 62 catches last year. Yeah. There's really no reason that he couldn't see less than that. Duke. A few months ago, people were like, Duke's going to lead the team in targets, and right. now it's like yeah. all these other guys in the who, mix. Who said well, he's going to? That's, that's crazy. His though. ADP ascended before we knew Gordon was coming back, yeah. before we Terrell knew Terrell Pryor, Pryor was, was actually something. figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. So now you add those two into the mix, and that's going to severely cut into the target share. So, yeah, Harmon and I were talking about last sure. night. I'm, I'm with him. I, I'm not touching him at that price. <sighs> so interesting. All right, AFC East now. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what do you do with uh, Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy, and Tyrod Taylor? Well, you, you, draft, you draft Tyrod. Good question. You, you draft LaShawn McCoy. Yes, you do. And uh, you draft uh, Sammy Watkins uh, like in the third or fourth. Let round. me uh, clarify. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy, and Tyrod Taylor. Are we feeling Watkins has climbed back into round two yet, or is he a round three guy? I think he's because still around his, three his injury questions. I think he's still a round three guy for me, um, just because yeah. I, I haven't seen quite enough to to want to bump him back up to the second round. I, you know, I think I think his talent is there, but we just haven't seen enough of Sammy Watkins over a sustained period. Like, we see him for a while, and then something happens. Yeah. You know, so, like... And a lot of lower him. body injuries, too. Which is bad. Yeah. That concerns me. Yeah, if if you look at his second half of last season, I mean, he was legitimately the most dominant receiver in the NFL during that stretch. Uh, is he going to see the volume of that level? They use him on a lot of go routes, too. Is there I mean, any reason why he wouldn't? It's I don't, I don't think... Same offense, right, same I don't players. think so. There's no, there's really nothing that's changed about Buffalo at all. No, that should be, and that was the most productive formula for their offense was to pretty much funnel all the entire passing game through Sammy Watkins. Deep. You know, run, run the ball, right. do a lot of deep shots. Yeah, I would like to see him become more used over the middle of the field, but that's not really Tyrod Taylor's strength. But I put a reception perception article out on him uh, a few months ago, and really, like the one thing that's interesting with him was 
you mentioned lower body injuries. He had a hip injury as a yeah, rookie, that's and right. that's killer for wide receivers. His numbers from a rookie year perspective in terms of creating separation and reception perception were ghastly. They were real poor. But then you look at last year, elite-level numbers. I mean, the talent is unquestionable. And at 3.01 on Fantasy Football Calculator, I- I'm completely in on that price. You know, top of the third round, I think, is kind of the, the yeah. place for him. The other thing about the Bills is uh, their defense has been decimated this offseason by injuries. They were counting on a ton of rookies. Suspension issues. Like, their defense is not going to be what Rex Ryan's – we're used to seeing Rex Ryan's defenses look like, and that could affect – That's a great – it's a great point, especially for Tyrod and Sammy. Because, like you said, the injuries – at the draft, they took defensive players in the first two rounds, and then Rex Ryan basically anointed them starters. They're both injured. Raglan's right. out for the year, and right. I don't know what's happening with was Lawson. They took in the first round, or yep, had to, Jack yeah. Lawson. Obviously, Lawson. Had a, a major Man. shoulder injury. So yep. I don't know. Uh, I'm not. You're and right. Then, I don't know what, what's up with him. This but, is, and then Darius. Yeah, Darius. Darius it's is not suspended. Just, it's not just a minor suspension. It's one of the linchpins of their defensive line. Darius is a beast. Former second overall pick. Like he's, he's, a, beast. he's a fantastic player. And they're going to be without him for four games. Yeah. So yep. It's something that could flip the script positively for them. And in the backfield, what do we feel about LaShawn McCoy now? Because all of the guys behind him are fat, suspended, or otherwise. <laughs> so okay. we just, uh, you just mentioned some, how some of them I think are only, both. I think only one of them is both fat some, and some of them are some of them are both. <laughs> some of them are both. It's a Venn diagram yes. for the back of front of back. Right. Jonathan Williams hasn't actually been suspended yet, has no. he, for his DUI, but no. yeah. All right, so I, LaShawn I McCoy's uh, the 20th overall pick uh, on fantasy football. I'm actually starting to to jive with him being a second round pick. Like I can really believe that. I mean, yeah, you know, I, he was he was good at times. He was never, I don't think, completely healthy at times last year, which certainly hampered him. But this is a team that's still going to run the ball a ton. The Bills had the second most rushing attempts of any team in the National Football League last year. Yep. We know Rex still believes in ground and pound, regardless of what has happened you know, record-wise with his teams over the last few years. Sad. He still believes this in this as a philosophy. And I think if they can control game scripts, we talk about all the guys being out on defense, yeah. it might be out of their control, but I think they want to run the football. And even if they have to throw it, we know Shady could catch the ball out of the backfield. So definitely. I, I am starting to believe that this guy is worth a second-round pick again. Can I say this at least, though? I, I, I think the workload is starting to get up there for, for Shady. I really love him as a player. It's just right now when you look at who he's going around, and Marcus, you love playing this game. On Fantasy Football Calculator, he's going ahead of guys like Mike Evans, Keenan Allen. I don't care about Mark Ingram, but a lot of people do. A lot of people like Mark Ingram. <laughs> How dare you? Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Cooks. These are all guys I would rather have than Shady McCoy. I don't know uh, that I would rather have Brandon that was the yeah, That nope. was the only that was one. I don't know if yeah. I'd rather have Brandon Cooks. Not a, not a chance. That's, <laughs> that's the only one that I would question. But other than that, James, completely agree with you that pretty much all of those players, even Mark Ingram. Yeah, right. I'd the, rather. The, the real <laughs> question is, like, so you if you go wide receiver in the first round, are you cool with taking Shady in the second round as your RB1? Like, no. would you feel good? No. Or, or would no, you? No, I think yeah. I, so think, then I think, go wide receiver again. I think right. McCoy in the second is for people if you choose to go RB, RB first. Yeah. If you go running back first round, then I think you can come back and get Shady in the second. Yep, I yeah. agree but with that. I, kind of agree with a, that. It's such a weird strategy to go RB. Like, I know it sounds strange for me to say that the traditional way is weird, but it is. I, I mean, come on. I mean, you got you got to look at the talent level or, or, with where he's going in drafts. Well, but, but, yeah, but, but also, but I was like, that's, that's also an right. but that's also an attitude of, 
it's the whole zigging where other people zag. If everybody is going wide receiver, then you go out and get okay. running backs. Like it, it happens. There, okay. there, you just have to hope your upside shots or your wide receiver twos that you load up on in the next couple of rounds, one of them turns into a wide receiver one. When okay. you'll get your Michael Floyds and your John Browns and your, you know, even Tyler Lamar, Lockett, Tyler Marvin Lockett, Jones, Amari Cooper, honestly, Marvin Jones. That's yeah. what I said. I said you can go, you can go RBRB, come around and get an Amari Cooper in the third round and still mm. feel pretty good. Or Demarius Thomas. So right. yeah. you know, there's there's good wide receivers to be had out there. Okay. But let's talk Tyrod quick and then and move on here. He's uh, a double digit round guy. Yeah, he is. Man, I'm I'm loving Tyrod. This I love year. Tyrod too. I'm just yeah. saying where he's going relative to other guys. He's yeah. he's going to be in the double digit rounds. He's a perfect candidate uh, for if you want to wait on quarterback. I love him. People are starting to come around on guys like Philip Rivers, and I've seen him climbing up in drafts a lot. But Tyrod is still hanging around down there. So if you really want to wait, he was third in fantasy points per drop back last year. Over the first four or five weeks of the season before he got injured, he was a top five scoring quarterback. And even when he came back, he was a top ten scoring quarterback. They just paid him, so he's there for at least another year. But his contract is weird in that he's it's not long-term, even though it was, quote, air, I'm making air quotes right now, six yeah. years, 90-whatever-million dollars. Right. There's a team option after this year. So Tyrod's going to want to come back in and prove that he's worthy of getting that starting quarterback what paper. What a weird deal. Because he's only being paid like $9 million this year, which is great, but that's like the 24th among quarterbacks. Yeah, it's still nothing. So, so Tyrod's got a lot to prove, and he's w- still one of my favorite late-round quarterbacks. All right, let's go to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jarvis Landry obviously will be very popular, but what are you guys doing in this backfield? Jay Ajayi, Arian Foster. God. Uh, t- <laughs> I'm, I'm exa- exactly. I'm running away from it. Yeah. I don't want. All right. Do not want. No? Do not want. Nothing well, at all. I mean, Arian Foster is a want. guy whose upside at least is in it, it, especially interesting, no? Yes, I agree. And I'm excited. They're going to play Foster a little bit. Word on the street is this weekend. As of the recording of this podcast, the Dolphins have not played in week two of the preseason. So I'll be very curious to watch him and see how he looks because everything we're hearing out of there from players and coaches, this, the drumbeat thing we always talk about is that he's in phenomenal shape and he's looking great. His uh, ADP on fantasy football calculator in the mid uh, 50s. So Oof. he's going in that sixth round. That might be a little high for me. That's yeah, pricey, no. bruh. I would I would rather wait a round or two before I thought of taking. I, I'm a actually shot on surprised him. by that because I thought he was going to go in the eighth round. Like the eighth, yeah. if he's in the eighth, I'm going to jump on him. Okay. Seventh, depending on my roster construction, I might. But I've definitely slid Ajayi down a little bit. Foster's the back I'd rather have right now, just because of upside. But yep. Other than that, um, I don't know. It's a big question mark in this backfield. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, we believe. Dig it. I'm f- totally cool. Can I get a stat projection from you, Harmon? I, I, I don't know. Stats. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think right around what he did last year, you know. Maybe, 110 catches. I think the catches might come back down to just kind of the baseline 100 level. The question really is, is will his volume come down? He had 166 targets last year. Yeah. Well, I don't see those coming down too much only because, you know, Adam Gase even said this, like, man, when I try to call – plays that go away from Landry the football just seems to find Landry he's a football magnet is what they called him and you know I think that has a lot to do with how the quarterback likes to play the game (laughs) you know he he definitely likes to check the ball down to Landry you know even when Landry's not the first read on a play he might well end up becoming the the number one read just because that's where Tannehill's gonna look if other guys aren't open he's open in those short to intermediate ranges and he's schemed open by the by the coaching staff so I, I don't think he's gonna fall too much lower than 100 catches, uh, I would like to see him be used in the red zone more. I mean, yeah. or be more effective in the red zone. He yeah. was certainly targeted a lot down there inside the 20-yard line, but he, I'd like to see him catch more touchdowns. I think there are ways, you know, the way uh, Green Bay uses Randall Cobb, the way that the Lions used Golden Tate last year, that could make him more of a touchdown uh, threat. 
All right, Devontae Parker going uh, in the 80s on fantasy football. No, thank you. <laughs> nah. No, why? Listen, I mean, beyond the fact that we don't know if he's going to be good enough, but let's take that. Let's take that off the equation because okay. he was the second lowest uh, success rate versus press coverage score in reception perception history last year. Obviously, he's working, so young. Obviously, working back from an injury. Obviously, young. But that was the biggest question I had about him coming out of school. And I think the biggest reason he didn't progress there was because he was – I said we were going to take this off the table, and I'm putting it on the table. But uh, <laughs> because he would, had missed all that offseason practice time, he didn't get to learn more moves off the line of scrimmage and put that time in to, to increase his craft. Okay. That's been the case again this offseason. He missed minicamp. He missed some parts of training camp. He's I a see. guy that is definitely starting to you know, kind of rack up the injuries a little bit. Sure. This, this time it wasn't just the foot. So that's something you always have to be aware of. Um, beyond whether he's going to be good enough to be a consistent week-to-week outside receiver, which I have questions about based on his reception perception results, I just don't know how many targets are we really going to project right. for Devontae Parker. Can Ryan Tannehill support two top 30 wide receivers? That's my I biggest, don't know. That's my biggest question, and especially when, like, Kenny Stills, I know this is going to sound laughable, but has been getting rave reviews out of the camps too. And if last year down the stretch, what everybody remembers from Devontae Parker are those big splash plays where he was going deep and jumping over people. If half of those targets go to Kenny Stills, who was a natural deep threat, that's totally going to take a hit out of Parker's value. There are just too many question marks around him his quarterback, and the offense as a whole for me to buy in and drafting him in the 80s. And, say, and I really do believe – sorry to cut you off, Jim, but I mean, I really do believe that they took Leontay Carew in the third round this year with a specific purpose. You know, they called him a target player in the press conference after the draft. They traded some significant capital in next year's draft to move up to get him. And I really do think that he is a guy that they have big plans for. He was the guy that stepped in for Parker when he was missing practices in training camp. And he's, unlike Parker, that guy that you can stick on the line of scrimmage as the X receiver, one of the best success rate versus press coverage scores of the charted rookies this year. Strong dude. Yeah, he's he's definitely like he's not flashy or anything, but he's a guy that consistently gets open, good craftsman, and I think he could be a guy that takes some targets, then demands that role because he's good at what they need. From right a now. physical standpoint, Devontae Parker, very interesting. 6'3", 210. He ran a 4-4-5-40 at 6-3. I mean, think about that for a second. That is what makes him such an interesting player. Uh, a deep sleeper, deep, deep danger zone type sleeper. Yakim Grant continues to make plays. Seen a lot of talk about him lately. Continues to make plays. We've been talking about him uh, all offseason, but he just keeps doing it so right uh until he stops i, I you know what wouldn't surprise got to throw that name out what there. wouldn't surprise me is if parker did have his splashy games but they're surrounded by a lot of two, two for 20s yeah you know you're right yeah, all right let's go I to the patriots we'll uh we talked about them a little their backfield at, in length so we'll ignore Dion lewis and all that uh but martellus bennett man again we talk about guys that continue to make plays in this preseason Martellus Bennett is right there. Jimmy Garoppolo seems to favor him. Uh, we heard a lot of reports uh, on NFL Network, on ESPN, other outlets about Jimmy Garoppolo continuing to favor Martellus Bennett. Um, again, I've got some serious concerns concerns for Julian Edelman uh, in regards to Marty B. eating into his production. I'm with you, James Coe. I tweeted out something about Edelman yesterday and got flamed on Twitter by the Patriots fans, yeah, but he's going like late fourth. Wait, Patriots fans got mad because you said something negative about weird. This got pretty that never crazy. happens. Harmon was like, I can't believe you tweeted that. <laughs> I, yeah, I was <laughs> like, that was mentions are gonna die. And then I promptly retweeted. And then I got the hard <laughs> on the retweet. Thanks. Incredible. Anyway, uh, 
he's going like late fourth, early fifth round, according to Fantasy Pros ADP. Yeah. And the guys, like, I just don't understand that. The guys going after him you are had like Decker, Jeremy yeah. Macklin, Doug uh, Baldwin, Demarius Thomas, Sammy Watkins, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, all going after him. Let me let me tell you something. Julian Edelman um, is the most overdrafted player in fantasy today. It's insane. He's had one thousand yard season one. in his career. His career high in touchdowns is seven. He's only played in sixteen games once in his seven years in the league. A crazy and injury history. Yeah, uh, has never shown us a crazy high ceiling. Right. I don't understand it, and I, I do not understand. I I do understand his value in a full point PPR league. No, well, even well, then, no, I do. I mean, because he's gonna get he's gonna. Julian Edelman is the king of 105 catches for 1,075 yards. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. But right. I, and I think that I think that's where the confusion comes in is that people look and they see how many targets and how many catches he gets, and you kind of gloss over the fact that it doesn't necessarily add up yardage-wise or touchdown-wise. He's had 105 catches as an absolute ceiling. Right. Uh, in 2014, he had 92 catches for 972 yards. Come on. He missed two games there, but still. Come on. He missed five or six games last year with an injury. He, he just I, – I don't, I don't see – I don't understand taking Julian Edelman that early as, like, yeah. a wide receiver, too. People are crazy. I don't, I don't necessarily dislike him as a fantasy pick, but I think that is too early. You know, they're gonna, if they're going to be a more base two tight end outfit as 100%. an offense, which, 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 they, which they absolutely will. One of their beat reporters surmised that they could get run two tight ends as much as 80%, 80%. of the plays. Yeah, and I, I mean, totally that, makes, that makes complete sense. Like, yeah. they're, they're a matchup nightmare with those two guys out there on the field. You know, Edelman played a lot more on the outside last year, and he'll have to do so again this year. But that also kind of changes the role. He's not going to just yeah. necessarily get a bunch of short dump offs from the slot and, and be a PPR monster. Yeah. And the other thing is Brady's out for four games. So right, right. Even if Edelman's fully healthy at the start of the season, is Garoppolo going to load him up had, with targets? He had two offseason foot surgeries. We can't forget that. Right. The the issue, I think, is because Edelman's not there to work with Garoppolo. I mean, I think that's part of the reason yeah. that we're Huge. starting to get excited about Martellus Bennett. Is right. He's there to work with Garoppolo, and yeah. they obviously seem to have built some sort of rapport with him. Right. All right, let's go to the Jets. Matt Forte in round four. Good? Bad value? You like it? I, I kind of like it. One, how dare you go finish the Patriots without talking about Malcolm Mitchell? That's rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep an eye, keep an eye on Malcolm. When Mitchell. is he All supposed right. to be back? Though we've talked about Malcolm Mitchell. The end. Yep. All right. <laughs> when, when, just saying, it's going to happen. Wh- if not this year, next year. When is he supposed to be back? Though. He's already back He's practicing. Back. Oh, all right. Oh, really? I thought he dislocated an elbow. He came back like pretty much a couple That's days That's what happens later. when you're the truth. <laughs> oh, wow. okay, Not that Jets. truth, different truth. Oh, anyways, but the Jets. Sorry. <laughs> Forte. Round four. <laughs> Good, uh, bad, yes. I like him there. Like Round four, I guess you kind of have to take him there. I mean, do you? Do you? Why? Cause I thought his ADP was a, like maybe third round earlier in the off season, and I like I don't know. It's only one round, yeah. but I, I I can't see myself taking him in the third round. But he's going. He uh, he's going in the forties. He's going in the forties. So yeah. uh, or late thirties, early forties. So he's going late. Late fourth is really what we're kind of seeing here. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I like just some kind of iffy on Forte for one because I like Bilal Pal so much better as a ninth round pick than Forte and I really do think they have very similar outlooks this year I feel like I've been talking about this this situation a lot recently just because I just wrote about it yeah uh you know they don't have a lot of receiver depth on the team uh it's frightening uh, after after the top two okay yeah I said after the top two yeah I mean they've got one of the two the best one two punches in the NFL but after that 
they they don't have a lot of like threes and fours, and this is a team that likes. You were pouring a little bit out for Devin Smith yesterday. I am, I, I am. Well, he's also not. Hurt. He's also hurt. He's probably going to start the season on the pup, and so and he's you know he's still young. ACL, right? Right, yeah. exactly. And after God, puncturing a lung as a rookie. Oh yeah, training him too. Rough stuff. But anyway, so my point in that is that like, they, but the, Chan Gailey loves to spread the field, and I think one of the things that we saw. Uh, some reporters mentioned early, as soon as Forte was signed, that he could see some time as a slot receiver, and then that would put Bilal Powell as the, as the pass catcher out of the backfield. So I, I think those two could have similar reception numbers. They signed a, almost identical contracts. Yeah, that's what's crazy is the guaranteed money on those contracts was almost the same. Even wow. just the overall years, I think yeah, Powell was about just three, about right? $2 million less than Forte. Yeah. That's crazy. And, yeah, so, again, the difference in draft price is huge. And this is a team that, you know, Rich Rebar was on a podcast recently from Roto World talking about, like, this is a team that could lead the league in pass attempts because they spent they ranked 11th in time of possession while leading last year. But they still were a top ten pass attempt offense. So if that number regresses and they're trailing more and they're passing more, they could certainly push for the league lead yeah. in pass attempts, and that would just increase the overall volume. And because it's so concentrated, I think both of these guys, Forte and Powell, could catch a lot of passes. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. You, you would think that the Jets are going to have a great defense. They'll they'll have a good defense, yeah. But I don't know about great. I want to play a quick game, guys. Yes. Oh, there are sure. there are ten wide re- there are ten game. wide receivers listed, not including Devin Smith. On the Jets roster right now. Okay. We talked about how scary their depth is. All right. Let's see how many There's you guys can name. There's Wait, 10? so not the three. No, ten, 10 including uh, Marshall and uh, Decker. 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 So, we'll, so right. eight, and, eight and, wide receivers. Okay, so eight. Quincy Anunua. Damn it, you took the one I had. <laughs> Sharon Peak. One. Yep. Yep. Is Are you counting Devin Smith, right? No, Devin Smith is not is on this. Is Kenbrell Tompkins still on that roster? Kenbrell Tompkins is on this roster. I'm so good at this. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is why anybody, he's a wide receiver else? Anybody else? You're ridiculous, dude. You're ridiculous. Um, I didn't know I didn't know Kenbrell Tompkins played for the Jets, period. He was on he played some plays for them last year. This is what happens hey. when you're a professional. Not a lot. Does Jason Morrow count? Jason Morrow does not count. No. Like, don't, they have, don't they have like a Stanford guy there or something? Maybe I'm making Owusu? Owusu. Owusu. Uh, James, there's a former Cal Bear on this team. Oh wow. In the wide receiving court. Shame. What? Shame. Embarrassing. Sad. 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 Oh, I don't know. Okay. The wide receivers outside of the big two that I mentioned. Ro- Anderson. Robbie Anderson from oh. Temple. That's Quincy Nunwa, as we said. Nope. Jalen Marshall. Sharon Peak, Jeremy Ross is the oh, Cal that's Bear. the Cal guy. Wow. Tompkins, Kyle Williams, and Chandler Worthy. So as we mentioned, <laughs> Kyle Williams still kicking around in the league. Yeah. Chan- Wait, did you say Chandler Bing? Is that what Chandler the- Worthy? Is that- <laughs> Chandler <laughs> Bing. I think you made up five of those names. <laughs> so that speaks that speaks to what we're saying of why yeah. you could see Bilal Powell and Matt Forte both getting widely used in the uh, passing game because they're tight ends too. Jason Morrow's coming off of injuries has kind of been disappointing, and then. Who's their other guy? Kellen Davis is their yep, starting Kellen tight Davis end right now. Ay ay ay. Cumbies, Cumbies with the Chargers. So they've look, I, what they, about they've Jason Morrow? They've essentially punted on tight end for the last couple of years. Yeah, they, they. I think they were the lowest target tight end target. I think there's like. Year. I, I think you, you could count on one hand. I believe actually the number of targets the tight end. So I, I think you're actually. I think you're legitimately. No, I'm, I don't. That. I'm not joking about that. I believe that was the case. Well, I have six fingers, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really weird admission, okay. <laughs> especially the way you said that. Okay, yeah. so uh, okay, Antonio Alfonseca. Uh, okay. uh, Brandon Marshall. Um, uh, 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 how comfortable are you guys taking him in the second round? Love it. Totally comfortable. Cool. Very comfortable. Very comfortable. Eric Decker, where is he going? 
Sixth round, Sixth underrated round? as usual. No, Touchdown machine. It's because, it's because guys like James Coe just yeah. hate on him all the time. I know, it's so weird. Thousand people, yards, and he's going to get double-digit touchdowns again. No. What's wrong with that? No, he's not. What are you talking about? He Why always he? gets double-digit no. touchdowns. He's not going to go. James, he's averaged oh nine touchdowns a season over the last three it's, seasons. Guys, Antonio Brown had eight touchdowns last year. So? Stop it. They're different. Yeah, the eight what the hell yards? is your point? I think, actually, what did he have, ten? Actually, but Julio Jones had eight, I believe. The different receivers. And, and the how is, what yards. is your point? I, They're not I, the same. I, the point is that it's so difficult to get double-digit touchdowns. And Eric Decker so does it not, all the Not when you're, not when you're Eric Decker. Not when you're the GOAT. James, there are a few things we can um, count on. One, you yes. hate hating unathletic players. Two, death. Three, taxes. Four, <laughs> Eric Decker getting ten touchdowns. All right, well, would you rather have Julian Edelman in the middle of the fourth round or Eric nope, Decker in the middle of the fifth round? I would rather have Eric Decker. There you go. Okay. No. We got him to convince – we convinced him to like Eric All right, Decker. Let's, yes. Let's, He's the most consistent wide receiver producer in the, NFL, in the NFL. Let's go to the fan league, please. We're going to announce some more. Are we Are we Shame. capped out? Or Well, no. We've, going? We've, going their on? beard league's going to fill up. That's okay. them start. They've got let's, four let's go guys, right? Oh, okay. Okay. We've got oh, four. Oh, wow. I have two and Harmon has So two. let's just read the highlights of the reviews because we can't sit here and read the reviews for all of these. All right, let's we'll go. For ourselves and our listeners. All Franchise, right. you want to go first? All right, I'll go first. My first guy um, has a sick red beard. Okay. Um, he titled his review Fantasy Lumberjack. Oh, yeah? So if he gets in this – well, he's getting in this league, but he has to name his team Fantasy Lumberjack. That's a requirement. Good. His name is Tyler Sipes, Tyler D. Sipes on Twitter. I uh, left a nice review, but he sent us some photos of his red beard and the whole lumberjack thing, and he sucked me in. So, Tyler Sipes, you're you're in. You're in. Pal. Congrats. Welcome to the beard league. Out of baby. My um, second one. So this looks like what happened is the review was like make a pregnant woman happy or something along these lines. It's a good way to get uh, attention. I think what it is is a, a pregnant wife wrote a review for her husband. She said he can't stop talking about getting into one of the fan leagues. Okay, good. Um, so the, at Snooks on a Leash, Matt Snooks, uh, you can thank your wife. I'm not sure what her name is. Snooks? I believe it's Alicia because she was a uh, – full disclosure – if you didn't announce them, they were going to be in the OG league. Oh, really? Oh. So one wow. way or another. They were getting in. Sorry, MG. In. I stole your, no worries. Stole, stole your guy. No there. worries. But right. she left a really nice review, said, look, looking forward to listening year-round. So, okay. uh, Matt Snooks, you're in the Beard League. Welcome. 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 All Sweet. Right. Harmon? All right, I've got one from Stitcher because I'm an equal opportunity. There you go. Oh, like the person. Yeah, I know. Oh, whatever. Stuff. I'm such a good person. All right. Anyways, uh, th- this one comes from Sean Kara Mannion, I think. Nice. I Whatever. If you're Sean, you left a review on Stitcher, make sure to tweet at us. because You know who the, you are. You're in the Beard League, and I will read the highlight of uh, the, the why this one stood out to me. He obviously gave a lot of praise to the podcast and how good we are at fantasy, which, of course, we are. Um, it's what he says. It's not just the football advice I love. Their daily dap segment has introduced me to some great reads, awesome flicks, and rad new music. Sweet. I'd love to be brought into the listener league of your guys' choice, though I have the scruff to hang with the hairiest in the bearded <laughs> league. Well, you get to hang with us now because, hey, man, people that hate on the daily dap segment, I don't care. Get out of here. I love. We love doing them, and a lot of people love them. So I wanted to give somebody that praise right. them some highlights. And so. then now this this coming one is the last entrant in the beard league. Correct? This is the final entrant in the beard league, and Dun, this is. And while this might be heartbreaking for those of you that didn't get in, yes. his review is something that we can all benefit from. Uh, this is Tyler Park. He says he really enjoys listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast and watching the show on TV. Wow. It's by far his favorite Double of both categories. So, obviously, daps there to you. So, he and his brother 
apparently watch the show and listen to the podcast together, and they have come up with bets uh, to take on the to take on the podcast, or should I say propositions? Top. Whatever yeah, you already okay. said bets. Okay. I said bets, but you know it's there. it's not real money. It's I'll for, barricade the door so Shadowy League figures don't. Thank you, in. appreciate okay, it. Good. So this is the rules of the game they play. We both guess how many seconds into the show James says fantasy freaks and geeks. What? We both guess how many times That's James. Within two seconds. James, James <laughs> we're still talking about you here. James, number two, we both guess how many times James says man and bro in the show. <laughs> Bruh. We okay. both guess how many times James changes opinions from show. What? <laughs> that is not true. I, I stubbornly stick to guys. You're off Tevin Coleman, though. I, well, yeah. Oh, boom, boom. Boom, roasted. Oh, roasted. Got him. <laughs> we both guess everyone's favorite sleepers, bust, and first rounds before the fantasy season. Season. We guess the most popular waiver pickups each week. We do our own danger zone league and march to eleven hundred picks. Oh, we nice! Make, we make bets on how many times Harmon talks about Allen Robinson and Eric Decker. Well, you just got one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we make bets on if Fabiano thinks anyone will do better than their breakout year again. <laughs> oh, he- we make we make bets on all aggression, bro. We make bu- bets on all of James's nicknames with MG and the Whiz Kid from Wisconsin last year. First of all, people like it. Stop it. We make bets I think on it's how, many how many times you're going to use stop that. Yeah, yeah. It's how many times you're going to use. Oh, I see. We make bets on how many times Gelhart talks about Wisconsin on the podcast. It's actually and not that much. Lastly, number eleven, we make bets <laughs> on a lot of other stuff according to each specific show or podcast. So clearly. These people They're hard love, core, love the show. And, I mean, there's a lot of potential for a game here that you guys can all play at home. So, yeah. listen, the last entry to the Beard League is Tyler Park. Your congratulations. But to everybody else. Yes, you're welcome. a gift for yeah. you. That's good. All right, James, nice. do you want to do your one Danger Zone? Oh, sure, zone sure, sure. Okay. Absolutely. Danger Zone! Uh, did you guys already pick this kid, uh, Jack Lucine? No. I don't think so. Just so. at tweeted us today. He left a, 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 a review earlier in the week as well. But uh, he Photoshopped us into a picture of... The fans, the Breakfast Club movie oh. poster. Oh, I saw, I well, saw that this morning. To, to call that a Photoshop, Photoshop is a little is, bit of he, he a little bit generous. MS Paint. It was MS Paint. It, he butchered it. There's no question about it. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yes, they, he he threw this together. At, uh, they met online. It changed their lives forever. Starring Gail Harco, Grant Harmon, and Jack. Which is Jack Lucene. I'm sorry, franchise. What? I left you out, bro. What? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's yeah, why you belong in the danger, in the danger zone. zone league. Oh, <laughs> leaving right, me out. Right. So there you go. So welcome into the league, Jack Lucene. He also left a, a, a nice little note for us uh, on iTunes, I believe, as well. He ranked us the best podcast uh, that he's listening to. Awesome. Wow. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, because I'm going to start off with my mic. This one go for great. it. So this one comes from iTunes. It's from Jake Good. Goody, I don't know, G-U-D-D-E. He left it on August 8th. Titled, hashtag bathroom breakdown. Yeah. I've only listened to a couple months uh, before this rating. I'm able to say I'll be listening for years to come. Honestly, what won me over is the tangents, like the minute and a half bathroom breakdown that occurred on a recent episode. (laughs) Honestly, I could have used some more analysis of the sink, though. Yes, it has had some injury concerns and seems to go down every year. But does it have any upside as a deep sleeper? In Uh, which round of a redraft bathroom league would you feel comfortable taking the sink? How does its injuries affect the rest of the bathroom team? Uh, this is all serious. It's a great show. He likes the advice and stuff. But I had to I had to welcome Jake into the league for taking our bathroom discussion and spinning it into an actual fantasy talk. That's so, fabulous. Jake, well done. Uh, clearly a loyal listener. Uh, you are in the league. Try that and hit beautiful. us up on Twitter or we'll, we'll track you down some other way. That's beautiful. And then the other entrant I'm going to do before we uh, let Marcus pick the last two for the, the OG league. Okay. Comes from Sleazy Stampeasy on Twitter. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I can his already. actual name is Lincoln Stamp. Lincoln without a second L, though. L-I-N-C-O-N. Hmm. 
Mm. Wow. He comes from uh, Down Under. Okay. Loves listening to the show and all the hot Good. takes. Why we're letting him in, he has some other nice things to say, uh, including a Hane Plane reference. Yeah. But he says he only plays in a super shallow league down under with six people. He says, yes, Whoa. a six-person league, ew. So because of that and his, his fandom and listening to the show, we're going to welcome in, him into a real league for him to test his medal against Marcus, myself, and uh, nine other people. So... Uh, welcome to the league, Sleazy Stampeasy, Lincoln uh, Stamp. You are in the OG league with us. There you go. Welcome. All right. So the two that I picked, uh, the first one comes from Thomas Storbach, just Storbach, S-T-O-R-B-A-K-K on Twitter. And um, basically he says he's been playing fantasy football for four or five years. This is the first year he's actually started to listen to podcasts to try and enhance his knowledge. But the reason I did it is uh, he is Norwegian. And he wanted to, uh, he said it'd be cool to have a fun Norwegian. And you know the thing about Thomas? My brother in law is Norwegian, and he's a cool dude. Ooh, there we go. So, there we go. So the people That's the only the, reason you need. Pretty much the people of Norway. <laughs> people of Norway are cool with me. So, Thomas, you are welcomed into the OG League. Nice. And uh, my other one, I'm, I'm, I may be stealing your thunder a little bit here, James Kobe, because I think okay. this was originally directed at you, but I love this review. Okay. It is from Justin Cole, who is at FF Auto Drafter on Twitter, and uh, basically he wants to play the heel because everybody needs a heel yeah. in their league, and he has decided that he's going to be the guy. Now, he said originally that, James, you called him out for hating on Twitter, so basically with as much haterade as I can possibly summon, here it goes. First, I hate that I love this podcast, and although the truth, <laughs> and although the truth is out there, it's, not, it's just not on this podcast. I'll save you the bulk of it, but I'll skip ahead. Yes. Um, basically what he says is uh, – I already know that James won't choose me because he knows that he's dealing with a Rolex-wearing, diamond-ring-wearing, <laughs> kiss-stealing, whoa-wheeling-wheeling, limousine-riding, jet-flying son-of-a-gun. I'd have a hard time holding my alligators down if I was picked for the league. That is good enough. That's a straight <laughs> that well is done. Flair. Strong. Strong Ric Flair so reference. So, Justin was, Cole. I do what like was he on? Was he on Twitter that he sent that to us? Uh, he sent it on Twitter. I I believe he uh, rated this. I'm not sure if he rated what's this on his, his podcast page or where. What's his at handle there? Uh, FF Auto Draft. FF Auto. Hey, who's this kid that uh, that did the DAP tracker? Oh, oh, oh man, that was yeah. gonna be my DAP. So, what should we just get to? Let's DAP get then? to DAP. No, no, no. Who who is this kid? Because uh, I want to <laughs> add him to a league. Oh, that's oh, a good call. Add, we'll find out. We'll f- Does he want to be in this league? I don't right. see why he wouldn't. I think it was, uh, oh, God, I, my mentions got lit on fire because I tweeted a vine of Terrell Pryor, so I'd have it's to It's all good. doesn't matter. Hey, it. kid who did Dap Tracker, <laughs> uh, let's get to the, Just run the Daily Dap sound. Let's get to it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hook. Give me Daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up Daps and Bound Daps and <laughs> All right, kid who did Dap Tracker. At tweet us, let us know if you want to play in the Danger Zone League. It's a 16-team deep sleeper league, obviously. Uh, if you want to play, you're in. That was awesome. Um, but, of course, you still got to go through the standard protocol. You got to subscribe, rate, and review. Yep, rate and review on iTunes. But So that was going to be my daily dap, so I'll just start us off. Please. But uh, I think somebody was, was tweeting with Harmon and me, and you might have been on it too, James, about how they love daily daps, but somebody should have some sort of website to track all of it. So. Well, they said you guys should do that. Oh, yeah. And then I replied quickly with, a loyal listener should do that. So <laughs> yeah. I am certainly not. <laughs> nice save. So exactly. I, I quote tweeted that and was like, yeah. if there's anybody out there with some time and some web savvy, we'd love some sort of website to sure. do it. And, of course, a fan being smarter than me just created a Twitter handle. Why not? So he can tweet out, and he's uh, tweeting out the dates. He was telling Good. me uh, Perfect. Uh, he's, he's going to be working on it. There's 11 tweets so far. It's at 
NFFL underscore DAP underscore track. You can follow it on Twitter. We've all retweeted him. But some, he's, uh, he's also like grabbing some quotes, I don't know, from the show or the podcast. Right. But, uh, one, like, having a baby is like having a new girlfriend, James D. Co. That's uh, <laughs> out of context. Okay. Out of context. Uh, we but we if need you, context, sir. If you will not join the dark side, then you will bathe, Marcus Grant. Oh. Okay. I don't know. This is this is a quote. I do. I, I don't remember I'm saying that, but I saw it. the quote. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming you said. It. I assume I said it. Doesn't matter. And, anyways, hey, listen, that's awesome. He took a screen grab. Uh, I think he's got an Excel spreadsheet. He's going. making a spreadsheet of depths, and he said he's <laughs> going gonna add, try and add a couple like every Thursday. Going and Friday. back to like last September. So is it yes. going oh to be awkward when he daps God. himself? Maybe, yeah. Whatever. Well, I'm sure that'll be out there. So it'll be that'll great. be fun. But yeah, no, it'll be good. Uh, but uh, listen, if you're making a spreadsheet, yeah, at NFFL wow. underscore You're DAP D A P underscore track. So legit. You're yeah. in. Listeners, You're follow in. along. It'll be it'll be fun. It's yeah. fun for us to go back and look sure. at what we dapped. Yep. And uh, his notes are fun. His too. notes are fun. He kind of editorializes a little bit as well. Uh, like I had a dap for Trevor Noah when he started, and he adds nice use of the word gargantuan. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, all right. Who, so there you go. Next, MG. What you uh, I'll go next. Um, couple things. One, I I talked about uh, how I was so excited for the most recent volume of Deadly Class, and I finished it last night. And it what was, is Deadly Class? Uh, it is currently my favorite comic book series. Oh, okay. uh, basically okay. about a group of semi-dysfunctional teenagers who have been thrown into a boarding school for budding assassins oh. uh, and how they survive and all the Good. teen angst that goes along with it. I finished volume four last night, and I tell you that I literally threw the book across the room because of the way it ended. It was like, oh, oh man, it was, a game, it was a Game of Thrones style? It was a Game of Thrones, like, oh, my God. Now I have to wait six to eight months for the next volume to come out. Oh, brutal. Miserable. Well, you could go That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Marcus Marcus and I are fans of waiting for the trades because, like, one, getting a bunch of comics takes up a ton of space, and two... I just like having the experience of having one book that I can sit down and read this for like was an enough, hour. This was enough to really make me consider buying the monthlies. Oh, man, that's good then. It was enough to make me consider the buying the monthlies. Uh, and I know, Gilhar, I know you're backed up on books, but anytime you want to start reading this just one, give me, it's, give me the stack, bro. it's open. Um, but it was fantastic. If you, you know, were up late at night on Twitter or saw my Snapchat last night, you saw my reaction to okay. it. Okay. Um, but other than my, my, actually my real Daily Dap, I want a Daily Dap. Uh, we, we have a new addition to the fantasy family here at NFL.com uh, and NFL okay. Network. Cynthia Freeland, who yep. uh, previously was uh, ESPN, has now joined us, and uh, they made a big are announcement we, yeah, about it yesterday. I was just about to say, are we allowed to announce the, yeah, an- no, they, the announcement uh, came out yesterday, and uh, you know, we've all had a chance to meet and talk with Cynthia. Very and, nice. Uh, She's great. Very, very, nice. exci- very excited. Uh, you know, uh, Harmon, you're going to have somebody to challenge you with spreadsheet use. Ooh. Bring it on. Oh, no, 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 no. I finally on. have somebody on my level with the <laughs> spreadsheets. You jokers in this room. But uh, Bro, you're like you're like the Josh Lenz of spreadsheets to her Alan Robinson. Wow. Whoa. He just called you a preseason hero. <laughs> oh Roasted. my god. Man. Wow. But anyway, don't come home. Cynthia <laughs> Cynthia, welcome aboard. Look forward to uh, to working with you all year long. She is crazy legit, by the way. She's like if math. you look at her, math nerd. Yeah, she's even called herself her, that. Sure. If you look at her background, her education history and everything, she's, she's got multiple degrees from Western. She Except for as smart as she is, she's a Lions fan. <laughs> oh. Listen, nobody's perfect. Right, nobody's perfect. We'll have to get her on the podcast one of these days. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'm going to daily dap Usain Bolt uh, for being a superhuman. More like insane Bolt. Insane Am I right? Bolt. Somebody uh? hit James with a delete your count post. <laughs> <laughs> My God, this man. These photos. He's posing for photos before crossing the finish line. The rest the of the world. Of smiling is maybe the greatest thing ever. That is, that is the contrast to the crying Jordan is the Usain Bolt smile. So amazing. That photo is going to be an all-time historic great photo. 
And these other guys he's racing have probably been the fastest dudes wherever they've been their yeah. entire lives. Right. And then they hit the Olympics, and he's beating them by, like, Seconds. three or four lengths of a human. That's And it's it's ridiculous it's, how good he is and what he does. so nuts. And he's been the fastest man in the world for, like, eight or ten years. So ridiculous. He's he's aging a bit, but clearly he's still got it, and it's just so impressive to watch. And, and I, don't, I don't remember. It was one of the football writers I follow, maybe Will Brinson. I can't remember. Someone else who said, okay, look. How has somebody just not spent a flyer draft pick on this guy in the NFL? Because he's, <laughs> he's making more money doing this and not risking his body. Oh, I'm not saying that he was actually going to sign the deal. But how is just somebody just not, you know, throwing yeah. out just like a flyer? Sure. Supplemental draft. You know, as, like whatever. It's more of like just like or, uh, as a PR. Right. Like, uh, yeah, we're marketing. Gonna, we're like a, pin, a pinch runner for like a minor league baseball team. <laughs> just, he'd, he'd make just a go, killing. Just go steal second. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yep. Um, you know, I'll say this too. Uh, what, what was that interesting thing that they threw out? At the current progression uh, of which humans are... Are, are accelerating. It's going to take 20 years for somebody to break Usain Bolt's 100-meter record. Wow. wow. That's Ooh, ridiculous. That's yeah. He that is, is, pretty good he is one of a kind. Uh, all right. The pride of West Virginia. What you got? Yeah, so I'm going to – It better not be hairspray, bro. It's not hairspray. All right, okay. good. Uh, it's, it's beard oil. Your hair does look flames today, though, <laughs> I will say. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's right. not You're not out of the doghouse with that Josh Lenz of spreadsheets. <laughs> oh. But that certainly helps. Perhaps you could buy me lunch today. Wow. I'll pass. All right, well, All right. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't come home then. Uh, so I'm going to adapt. Uh, franchise talked about the release radar on Spotify recently, yeah. and, which has been revolutionary to my listening experience on uh, music. And one of the bands I discovered was uh, – it's just all one word, Johnny Swim. I think it's a married couple. They sing some really good, just very good. Just their voices are incredible. They're both very attractive people. So the hell with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. There's nothing more infuriating. What kind of, what kind of music is it? Is it it's like folksy or? It's not really folksy. It's like I can't really describe it, but it's like got a little bit of like soul to it okay. as well. Great. And I mean, well, I put it in Slack. I was like, guys, these are, they're really good. And everybody was prompt to point out, since I'm king of the alones, how ironic it was that it was a bunch of like. Love songs, essentially, and you know, I just, you know, it's, it's I believe in love, and it's good to see other people thrive in it. It's just, you know, I'm, no, it's not for me. Right. <laughs> it's clearly not. It's clearly yeah. not for me. So it's good to still hear uh, that reminder through beautiful music, and uh, you know, wonderful. to know that it's out there for other people, just not King of the Alone. So there you go. I'm, a, I'm, I'm scared for your spreadsheets once you do find a, a, a woman. That's why. That's why I never will find one. You're going uh, to I'm suffer. Des I'm <laughs> destined. I'm destined to walk this life alone. I see. With the spreadsheets, and okay. it's for. It's essentially for all you guys out there listening that I'm that I I carry this burden so of the alone. Everybody, tweet to Matt and thank him for taking the L in his love life to okay. put a W in the spreadsheet column. Hey, so. listen, you can't spell love without an L. Okay, delete your account again. Okay. <laughs> all right, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way in terms of the musical spe spectrum. Uh, I ran across a uh, another hip hop group uh, very recently. Uh, it's a Korean. An all-Korean uh, combination there. What a Korean episode we had. I know. You so and Deke are now a Korean hip-hop group. I, I don't know. It's, it's great. so weird. Multicultural. Uh, but no, they're from. Uh, they're originally from Virginia. I think they live in New York now. <laughs> where um, in Virginia? Virginia? Where I'm from. <laughs> uh, they're, I don't know. Maybe they're from West Virginia. I don't know. What is this band again? I, haven't, uh, I wasn't they, listening to it. They are called Year of the Ox. Year of the Ox. They've got uh, a couple of singles out. Uh, but for the most part, the the one I, I was like, whoa, these That's guys can yet. bang, is uh, is this song called Seven Rings. So Year of the Ox, Seven Rings, it's a banger. Um, I really dig it. Uh, they're really proud of their Korean-American heritage and culture, which is cool. Uh, and they don't run from it, but they are legit 
like hip hop heads, so it's good. Uh, nice. Uh, one of the dudes on there can he is. I mean, he's got swag, so it's cool, man. You're the Ox Seven Rings. Go check him out on YouTube, or I believe they got a SoundCloud too. But you could go find him. So there you go. Anyways, that's the show. Uh, by the way, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm gonna take a couple of more Danger Zone entrance. And a you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.